Getting support from friends online kept me on track. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. Instead of smoking after I ate, I'd get up and take a walk. I missed having a cigarette in my hand, so I'd hold a pen or a straw, anything. Until I knew I wouldn't give in to temptation, I spent more time with my friends who didn't smoke. I went to places that were smoke-free. I didn't stay quit the very first time I tried. I kept on trying, and I learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. I quit. I quit. I quit. We did it. So can you. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Well, good morning and welcome to Saturday in the Studio. I'm Tom King, and we are joined here today, a pinch hitting from Earl Kelch, Attorney Alan Haugam, Haugam Law Firm here in Wausau. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Tom. How are you this morning? Well, great. Uh, you didn't take a coaching job with the Badger football team, so you are here and ready to work today. Not going to say I turned it down. Not going to say I didn't. <laughs> um, but, hey, not me. All right, Badger football this afternoon. Jim Leonard era begins as they take on Northwestern down in Evanston today. Uh, but before that, we've got some stuff to get to here. Alan, of course, is an expert on estate planning law and elder law issues. So if you have some questions about your own situation, maybe a situation with one of your parents that you have to handle, uh, this would be the day to get your questions answered. 715-845-2155. Where did you want to start today? What's on the agenda? You know, I, I would say, Tom, well, one of the things that I've gotten is uh, uh, recently, and, and a lot of times what we talk about on the on the show, you know, some of the basics, some of the uh, the more advanced topics, some of the niche things, uh, but but also some of the questions we get. And I think one that has we've we've heard a few times recently is that I thought I had all this stuff done. I thought what I had done previously accomplished some particular goal. Never really talked about the goal, but just I had something in my head that I thought uh, I wanted to happen. So I went in. And uh, the attorney I talked to just said, everything's taken care of. We got a lot of everything's taken care of. And I think, you know, one of the things I would stress to people, and maybe we'll talk about what that checklist might be, but I think, you know, think of either the mental list and then make it a verbal list and hopefully a written list uh, with whoever you deal with, which whatever with whatever professional you deal with, just to say, you know, what is it that we want to accomplish and what does this actually accomplish? Um, and, and you can put it in on a list. Heck, you can put it in writing. You can put it in a letter. You can do whatever you want. But certainly when you meet with someone, we want to make that explicit. Well, I'm, I'm a perfect example of this. And we've talked about this in the past that, uh, you know, there, there are certain documents that uh, especially a married couple should have in the state of Wisconsin as you get toward these years. And I am, I am one of those who have procrastinated or just put it off and not done it, uh, whether it's a marital property agreement, whether it's power of attorney for health care, power of attorney for finance, all of that stuff. I would imagine those those documents are on the list. Those are certainly on the list. Yeah, I think and it goes even deeper than that. Some of those are fixable. Some of those are fixable uh, with a, a little bit of pain. Some of those are lost opportunities. Uh, and there are some where it's an, an extraordinarily expensive uh, miss, I guess you would say. And you say, well, is it is it not legal? No, 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 not at all. So it's it's not the type of thing where you say this is what you should do or you shouldn't do. I you don't tell have people, to have those documents. No, not at all. The, there is a way in the end that something is going to happen. You know, with uh, when people say, well, you know, we get sometimes the uh, uh, just the most basic. Think of the, just the most basic ones where someone says, well, I'm married and my spouse and I have two kids, but but our kids are together. You know, neither one of them had kids previously or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's uh, married and we have two kids. And, and I'm just, everything's going to get to the kids eventually, right? And you go, well, yeah, probably one way or the other. 
So the first question, and not even the one that, this is not one of the ones we've heard recently, but I would say one of the questions we get is, is why does it take so long or why is it so expensive? Or I thought this stuff just happened automatically. And you say, no, nah, it doesn't happen automatically. That, that you have to write down what your intentions are. And then once you do that, then you have a couple of different methods to do it. And, and, and how you do it can have a great impact on the time or the cost that, that it takes to do something later. And you say, okay, well, in the case where I passed away, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gone. This is no longer on my to-do list. It is not going to take any of my time anymore. I have passed away. Uh, someone else is going to be doing it. And, and that someone probably is also the, one of the people who's receiving things. So if they are getting a benefit of it, they can go right ahead and, uh, and do some of the work to get it. No problem there. Okay? And that's all right. And if that's the case, then you know, pretty easy. If you say, well, wait a minute, you know, the people I'm giving it to are also people I actually, I don't know, like, <laughs> perhaps love. You know, I don't want to go too far here. Right. But, but if you say, you know, they're people that, that, that we want. I want my stuff to get to those people. Um, I don't want my stuff to go to someone else, i.e. government, lawyers, you know, just transactional costs, you know, taxes, all that kind of stuff. Um, could I do that? And you go, all right, well, that might be on the list. And, and these are really little things. Now, when you talk about, Tom, powers of attorney, you know, think about that. If you have a, uh, if you have any type of medical or financial issue right now, you can do it. So if you go to the doctor this afternoon, you can tell the doctor what kind of medical care you want. And if someone says you have to pay a bill uh, later tonight, you can pull out the checkbook and pay it. Not a problem. Um, if you're living, but you're incapacitated, uh, you're not able to do that. And nobody plans to be incapacitated. No. One day it just happens. This is one where, right. Yeah, we've never had anyone put that on the list of things they would like to right, do. Right, right, right. But it's, uh, you know, even even while during your working career, you know, people buy a lot of life insurance and not a lot of disability insurance, you know, because, but the disability people tell you, you know, it's, it's five or six times or whatever the number is. It, it's some um, significant multiple of times more likely to be disabled than pass away during your working career. You know, it's just so much more prevalent. Well, same thing. You know, and, and I obviously, as we get older, this happens more even just for age-related reasons. But if you want to make a medical decision and you say, well, I don't have the capacity to do that, which oftentimes is the case if it is a medical decision, um, then you say, well, my spouse is just going to do it. Well, your spouse can't do it because the state says unless you give them written authority to do it, that they think you have chosen every day of your entire married life not to let them do those things. And you go, well, wait a minute. That sounds kind of ridiculous. You know, I married this person. Of course I would. But you'd be shocked at the number of married people who don't want their, their spouse to do it. And you go, okay, so let's write that one down. That's the easiest one, by far the easiest one. You can get that free at the clinic, free at the hospital. We do it for our clients for check, free. Check Just the amount it. of life insurance first right. before you put that in, in place. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, say, yeah. yeah, the more life insurance you have, yeah. uh, the more important it is to have somebody else taste the soup first. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you say, well, okay, uh, maybe a little higher on the list then is financial. And the state thinks, believe it or not, financial decisions are more important and more consequential than life and death healthcare decisions. For whatever reason, the state has put this one uh, just Follow kind of, the money. It's just tacitly higher on the list for whatever reason, and I always get a kick out of it, but it's, it just is what it is. So you say, well, who do you want to, to authorize to make all of your financial decisions? Well, find that out and, and name that. If you don't, now what if you don't do the health care or the financial? Is that impossible? Do you just end up uh, just withering to a, a little sack of dust on the, on the sidewalk? And we go, no, someone will make those decisions, but it's going to be more time-consuming, more expensive, and the person who decides will be a judge. And you say... The, the, the medical facility 
will in one way or another require you to petition the court or whatever financial consequence, whoever you owe money to eventually, you know, can get this done. And, and the judge will decide It's called a guardianship. It is, uh, several thousands of dollars to uh, various different, uh, uh, folks who have to evaluate you, uh, judge it, come in. It's an, it's a months long process and thousands of dollars down the drain. And you say, well, wait a minute. Couldn't I have made this decision ahead of time? You go, yeah, you could have. Um, but you chose not to. Um, you could have done it, you know, by filling out one, you know, form document for the health care and maybe a slightly more crafted document for the finances. Pretty simple, pretty thin. Uh, but if you don't do it, then then the consequence, it will get done, but the consequence is more time and more money. And you go, okay, we're okay with that. Uh, not the end of the world. Uh, the consequences, I think, kind of go up in in severity as we go. So maybe even as we go through, you say, you know, one of the ones you talked about, Tom, was if you're married. If you're married and you live in Wisconsin, uh, we've, we've often said on the show that you can choose how much tax the surviving spouse pays after one spouse dies. And it's specifically capital gains tax in Wisconsin. So if anybody is streaming this from, you know, from some border state just because I want to suck up all the Wisconsin knowledge, because obviously <laughs> it's a superior state, uh-huh. we all know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't apply to uh, to the border states or the rest of the states. This is Wisconsin only. But if you're married and you live in Wisconsin, uh, you get to choose how much capital gains tax a surviving spouse pays. And and your the the range of outcomes ranges from anywhere from does you do you want the surviving spouse to pay all the capital gains tax or three quarters of it or half of it or none of it. You can wipe out if you do it together. You can wipe out all of the capital gains tax for the surviving spouse after one spouse dies. And it it seems crazy that you could pick your own you know it's like what are those books you know as a kid you, you pick the old your own adventure kind well, of thing but you, you know, this is like, taxes like, this is real money tom it's like you, federal and state government like you're going to a fast food restaurant and they give you all of the different sizes of soft drink and they're charging a dollar for all of them well who's right. going to take the small one exactly. over the large one yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just it's obviously you'd say no we're gonna we're, we're gonna choose zero tax and sometimes people really are just like you just see the deer in, in a good way. You know, they just have kind of that half smile. They cock their head to the side and like, is that really what happens? Well, that's really what happens. Now, what if you didn't draft that marital property agreement? Uh, if you didn't, it doesn't mean that you're penalized. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's it's not a crime. It's not a, a moral judgment. Well, you're it penalized financially. Your surviving spouse. Paying, will be paying a lot yeah, of tax. They're responsible for more tax. They still have the same house and the same investments and the same you know piece of land and cabin and cottage and farm and whatever it is that you own. But if they want to have anything, if anything goes on, they pay more tax. And you go, oh, okay. So the consequence, not the end of the world, again, just a couple extra dollars in taxes, um, maybe a lot of extra dollars in taxes, depending on what you have. Uh, but I think you kind of go down the list. Um, the one that we get, and maybe the one we can even expand on and kind of go into a lot of detail about, is we have, a, we have people coming who say, I drafted a trust. I drafted, uh, I went to the lawyer, said, uh, do I want to go through probate or not? Uh, and I want to, and they said, nope, I'm going to draft a trust. I got a trust. It's all perfect. Everything's good. And then later, one of us needs long-term care. One of us needs nursing home care. And I say, I got a trust. I am set. And the state says, oh, no, no, uh, you're not actually. Uh, that that trust that your lawyer drafted, nice as it may be, uh, does not protect anything from the long-term care side or anything from the nursing home side. And we had someone recently who came in and said, um, you know, that the, their attorney uh, uh, was uh, was no longer practicing, was was out of the business. And, uh, you know, and, and re- attorneys, believe it or not, every once in a while retire. Ret- attorneys pass away, I guess. It's, 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 you know, it happens. But 
and and sometimes that years later because this is planning and they went to the place where there's just one attorney the whole place is gone and now they had this trust that looked great you know 20 years ago and it doesn't protect anything and what happens now or what could we have done all right we'll take a break here and come back and discuss that if you have a question for alan give us a call here this morning we'll be right back on wsau this is a saint jude moment ashton was a high level athlete and in a an instant your world flips and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor and the physician was like your best option is saint jude receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted learn more at stjude.org we are the nfhs That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we... To learn how to apply today. That's ssa.gov slash ssikids. It's real help for the children. Message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Monsters are real. Nancy Pelosi. They come in all forms. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. So we'll keep you informed on this scary world around us. President Putin has made overt nuclear threats against Europe. Everybody in Florida is going to have potential impacts from this storm. This is really scary stuff. News Talk WSAU. And we are back here in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with attorney Alan Haugam today on the program, pinch hitting for Merle Kelch. And you were discussing a list of possible documents that folks should have uh, prepared before they pass on or before they uh, move into a nursing home. And one of those you were talking about was a trust, but it's got to be the right trust. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, Tom. You know, as we talk about, you know, the list of goals uh, changes for different families. And, and it really becomes, you know, something that is universal amongst uh, all adults, you know, powers of attorney, health care, finances. I, I think personally universal or, or should be universally considered amongst all married adults, you know, marital property agreements. Just, just tax money. Just reduce your taxes. Um, the thing where you say, what's the goal beyond that? And when we talk to people, uh, you know, we will talk to people and say, well, well, what is it? They'll, they'll come in, say we have a crisis that's happening, um, uh, you know, our Basically, our law firm, Tom, is set up for multi-generationals. We have attorneys across a broad age range. We've got multiple offices. I mean, it's all kind of set up, so it's, it's, it's going to be there forever. Um, but that not every place was. And, and certain, certain uh, 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 firms that we've dealt with have, don't exist anymore. And suddenly they bring in documents that say, well, I'm certain this is what happened. And you pull it out, and, and then the crisis happens. Or there's, there's just, it, it might not be a crisis. It might not be an event like a stroke or an accident. It's just, it's, it's aging. Or sometimes it's a fall, and, and suddenly we need long-term care. And there's going to be an extended period of long-term care, and maybe that's, that's the foreseeable future. And suddenly that, uh, that those assets are all available. And we had one recently where uh, they were told, and this is kind of in the, the, the central part of Wisconsin, different parts of Wisconsin are different, but I think they're fairly similar in that uh, the, the cost for this long-term care, for this skilled nursing facility, nursing home in, in you know, layman's terms, uh, the cost, the base rate, I believe, was $350 a day, which came out to something like $10,500 a month, and then there were some extra costs, and, and the check they were writing was a little over $11,000 a month. And they said, 11 we don't have $11,000 a month. The good news was, uh, don't worry, uh, we protected all of our stuff 10 years ago. 
And I said, okay, that's great. You know, there's some there's some benefits to doing it more than five years ahead of time, but uh, sounds great. Um, where are the documents? So we always want to read, you know, it's, it's verify everything. And we pull them out and just said, well, these don't, these don't protect anything. You know, what this does is it says if, uh, you know, if dad passes away, it goes to mom. If mom passed away, it goes to dad. And if they both pass away, it goes to the kids. If you have three kids. Uh, but but that, that happens in a pretty orderly process because of these documents. Actually, good documents, they would save the, you know, it's just a very, very standard. Sounds like a will. Revocable trust. So what they did. Yeah, they really had a, it's like a will that would have gone through probate. They drafted a very simple trust to avoid probate. I'm like, this works great to avoid probate. This works great to make it orderly. This will save money for the kids when the second spouse dies for whatever it is that's left. And they said, well, the good news is we also protected it from the long-term care or from this, this unbelievable cost. And we look at it and say, it doesn't. And, and here's why. And just and can point to paragraphs, say this entire section does this, does this, does this. But, but this language does not have anything to do. That wasn't the goal. Clearly, that wasn't the goal. And they say, well, we thought it did. I'm now, pretty sure did, it did. Did the lawyer tell them that at that point, or was that something that they wanted to hear and just... Uh... Well, and I, I think that's the rub. So uh, the lawyer is not living um, and was good, was very good. And, and I'm sure it's one of those things. It's kind of like if uh, anyone who's married or has a parent or a child, or a sibling, or a friend, or anyone, uh, another human being, where you say something to them, and you say one thing, they hear something else, ah. or they translate it in their mind, mm-hmm. and you say, well, wait a minute. So if a, if, a, if a client tells a lawyer, we want everything taken care of, well, that a will means it's taken care of. Or if someone says, we want this to be less expensive, ah, now I understand what you mean. Okay, that's probate in the, in the lawyer's mind. And the client might say, taken care of, and less expensive and protect our assets to them might mean long-term care to the lawyer. It might mean unnecessary taxes or it might mean unnecessary government. It's not like the mob or a politician where you have to parse your language and tell them uh, take care of this. (laughs) We don't want to exactly say what that means. You figure it out for, for, (laughs) we'll, we'll leave that alone for our Italian clients, but no, one of our, uh, I I have a, a great lawyer who's Italian. We always have fun with that, but it's, it's one where, uh, no, you say it's it's behind closed doors. It's it's clear, and someone says, "Here's exactly what I want to accomplish," and you say, "Great. Here's what we can accomplish. Here's what we can't, uh, or here's the time frame." Uh, but but I would say so. One of the things I mean, the way we do this, and and different people do it differently, and different firms are wonderful at it, and some maybe not quite as wonderful. Is we just write them down. Say, "What are your goals? Like exactly what are your goals?" And then say, and then at the end, say, "Here's what you can do, and here's exactly which goals, even if it's not one of your goals." Here's the goals that you had in the beginning. Here are the goals that these different ways of doing things will accomplish. And then you can pick whatever makes the most sense. And I think it'd be a great idea to match those up, to match up what this would do with what you wanted to accomplish. And then you can uh, can kind of decide. But I think, Tom, that is one thing that we have seen and, and I think is is fairly common. And, and I think, you know, what, what, are the, what are the methods, what are the strategies that we can do to get past that? All right, we're going to take a break for some news here. We'll come back with more. If you have a question for Alan, give us a call. We'll be right back on WSAU. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. 
visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm Tom King with this news update. New evidence in the Oath Keepers trial shows the founder of the right-wing militia spoke of a, quote, bloody war ahead of the U.S. Capitol attack. Prosecutors in the trial of five members of the group showed the jury evidence of the language being used by Stuart Rhodes to his followers before last year's Capitol riot. Rhodes encouraged using force and urged the president to use 19th Century Insurrection Act, which would allow him to deploy troops. The Biden administration is publishing a new set of export rules designed to slow down China in the semiconductor chip industry. The rules published Friday require top American toolmakers to halt shipments of equipment to Chinese-owned factories that make advanced logic chips. The new rules will also block shipments of a broad range of chips used in Chinese supercomputing systems. A White House task force has helped reunite 500 children who were separated from their families at the border. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas wrote in a tweet that there's more work to be done and the Biden administration will continue to deliver on the president's commitment to reunite families. He noted almost 200 children are currently in the process of being reunited. The number of senior citizens in America is growing, but the number of people to care for them isn't. We get more on that from Fox News Radio's Jill Nato. There were 71 million people in the U.S. over 65, 30 million more than there were back in 2011. And as more Americans age, finding caregivers for... ...and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King. We're joined by Alan Haugam today, pinch hitting from Earl Kelts, 715-845-2155. So we were talking about trusts. Let's talk a little bit about somebody who, uh, say they're 70 years old, say they're 65 to 70 years old, they're in retirement mode, and maybe they did set up something 20, 30 years ago, um, and uh, all of a sudden now you're saying that that might not be uh, operational, that that might not be any good. Um, so, well, I, I think there's a difference there I, when you say it might not be operational or might not be any good. I, I would uh, push back a little bit on the language. So we wouldn't okay. use that. If someone says this isn't any good, I go, no, this is fantastic for certain purposes. This is a, is wonderful and it does great things, but, but it's limited to these particular things. So that might be something where you say this does a great job. And it might've been your goal when you were 47, you know, very, very commonly, you know, we'll have people that come in. And, you know, just pick on that, you know, someone in the, you know, uh, late 30s, early 40s to even early 50s kind of range. You know, what's their concern? Well, oftentimes that's the time when your your career is kind of, you know, it, it's hitting a, a, a pretty good path. And you have a couple bucks in the 401k plan and you have a life insurance policy. You Hopefully you have a couple dollars worth of home equity built up. And all of a sudden you take a look at this and you say, you know what? Um you know, back when we were 22, we were broke. We had zero, zero, and zero. And now if something happened to us, there's a couple dollars here. And either uh, my kids are uh, 17, 19, and 22, 
And if we put those dollars in the kids' hands, I don't know if they're going to make great decisions. Great kids. But at that age, they just don't, you just can't handle a lifetime's worth of money that gets dropped in your lap in one check. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Or sometimes it might be, you know, the people who are maybe just one more step beyond that is we talk to people in that age range and they say, I love my kids and, and they married good people and I'm, I'm a new grandparent. But if, if, my, if I give this to my daughter and her husband comes home with the midlife crisis, uh, does, does he just leave with half of it? And we go, well, generally, yes. You know, and there's a couple of exceptions to it, but, but the day you give it to your daughter, it's hers. But a year later, two years later, three years later, that stuff just filters into, and, and Wisconsin sucks it into this marital property idea. And, and the now ex-son-in-law is leaving with half of your life and, you know, your, your life savings. And you go, and that's crazy. You know, you can just see the blood drain out of somebody's face when you think about that. So how do you fix that? So when you talk about that, Tom, some of the things that they did, people say, hey, we did this when we were 38 or 43 or, or 50 or, or whatever that is. And it was absolutely appropriate for what they wanted to accomplish. And now they're 72. They, they, what they kind of did and what some people do is they just sort of check that box. You know, you just check the box. And not, and not recheck it down the road. Correct. You say, hey, I bought life insurance. When did you buy it? Yeah, 27 years ago. And you go, well, maybe maybe that policy was appropriate and maybe you need to take a look at it again. Maybe with life insurance, you take a look at it every year. Maybe with your finances and your investments, you take a look at it every year or twice a year or three times a year, whatever it is, whatever your tolerance is. But but for the estate planning, it's one where sometimes people, they check the box and say, I got that covered. I did it. And you say, well, you did, but your goals when you're 47 are different than when you're 70. And and maybe you take a look at them at 70 and say, well, I told the lawyer I wanted things taken care of. Okay. you know, And then you kind of stop. And sometimes it's, it's you have to handle the situation delicately. And for anybody out there who all of a sudden says, well, wait a minute, I had that conversation. I went to a good lawyer. You know, he or she uh, was incredibly professional. They're great that. reputation. And I can imagine after this show on Monday, a lot of people will be lawyers will be getting phone calls wondering, I wonder why everybody's calling us this morning about this. You know, Alan must have been on the radio again. <laughs> it's like that darn Alan. No, but it is. And there's there's lots of really, really talented lawyers and who are doing the right thing or doing what they perceive as the right thing or maybe doing what they thought the client told them. You know, the game of telephone is the, the client says, take care of it. The client says, I want to protect my my stuff. Well, protect means reduce the tax. Great. We got that covered. I got that marital property agreement. Boy, that protected your money. A pretty big chunk of it. You know, can you protect me? Yes. That's the power of attorney. That protects you. Uh, you know, can we protect my kids? Yeah, absolutely. So you can set it up so that your son-in-law, you know, ex-son-in-law someday doesn't take half your life savings. You know, can you avoid the probate? All those kinds of things. Very standard. And some of them, you know, some of them are very, very just basic, some a little bit more advanced. But if someone says, okay, now I'm 72 and um, I'm not, I don't need nursing home care tomorrow, but I can, I can feel the effects of aging. I'm slowing down a little bit and I'm just concerned about it because I have a friend. Did this protect all my stuff? And we look at it and say, no, that wasn't the goal. At least if it, if it was your goal in your mind, you know, where was it on a piece of paper? And, and it wasn't, and we'll go through some things. We went through some where we'll talk to people and, and they say explicitly, that's not my goal. And then We'll write them a letter that says, okay, remember that here's what this does. Here's what this doesn't do. Great. And then years later, they come back and say, um, we should have done that. <laughs> like, well, we can do it now. You know, whatever it is, are we there, can do it right are now. Are there dates, dates where it's too late to do it? No. I think well, I think once you get past your capacity, I would say, I would say there's, it's never too late to do something. Um, it, you can get past a point where you can protect everything. So even in a crisis, we have an entire department at our, our firm um, 
that is exceptional at kind of at, at walking through that process and and just saying, you know, we all have some people. Hey, it's a single person; they never did anything, and suddenly they need long-term care, and the kids or the family members or whomever, or it's a, a widowed spouse, and now now that person needs long-term care, and they say, "Am I going to lose everything?" We say, "Well, if you don't do anything, you know, yes, you know, it's it's if your care goes on long enough at." Nine thousand or ten thousand or eleven thousand dollars a month. I mean, nobody can last long enough. It, it just eventually takes its toll. Um, but but can you protect some? Yes. Uh, how much you protect or how you do it? Well, then we'll just do the math, and it's just a big math problem. And then if that that same family says, okay, you know, mom needs nursing home care now. We want to protect a hundred percent of it. Well, that day might not. That might that that ship might have sailed. If you said, but if now the kids say, all right, mom needs nursing home care. Um, protect as much as you can. It's not as good as if we'd done it ahead of time. We get that, but do what you can. Um, and we'll just go through the math and say, here's exactly the number that you can protect. You know, then the kids will often say, well, how do we do this better? You know, can, can we protect our stuff so this doesn't happen two generations in a row? And, and you do, or you can. But I, I think it's, it's all about the goals. You know, write those goals down, figure out what they are. Uh, uh, is it is it important? And what would it take to accomplish it? You know, even if if I think it's a great goal, or someone else thinks it's a great goal, um, not every every the next person might think no, not my concern. So don't worry about that one. Seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. The number to call here if you have a question for Alan. You know, we've talked recently about the change in the law from a few years ago that makes a lot of things different now. Are there any other? We're getting near the end of the year. Are there any other laws that are changing come January one that folks in these situations need to think about? Well, they have some that are proposed. So, Tom, and I think, you know, just to piggyback on that sentiment, though, sometimes when we talk about this and, and someone says, well, you know, my goal when I was 47 is different. Well, the laws were different when you're, you know, 20 years ago, too. The laws were different 15 years ago for the protecting it part. And there are some people who back then when you said, hey, don't worry about this. We can wait till the last minute and accomplish a lot more. Well, the ability to wait till the last minute and accomplish a lot more is, you know, ended, you know, 2009 uh, for the most part. But when you talk about what's coming in the future, I think that is, we are kind of in the middle of this massive change in how retirement accounts are taxed for estate planning. And it's one where uh, this this kind of got swept under the rug with COVID, you know, back in, in 2020, uh, back in January of 2020, Congress passed a bill with almost no fanfare, almost zero uh, uh, discussion or debate ahead of time. It's called the SECURE Act. And it went into effect, I think they passed it, you know, maybe December 20th, of 2019, and it went into effect 11 days later, you know, on January 1st of 2020. So January 1st, 2020, it says that when you give a retirement account to someone else, when you pass away, um, especially someone who you're not married to, give it to to a child or anyone else you're not married to, to a person, that they used to be able to stretch the tax out over this life expectancy calculation. And you can imagine that that means you can take – you know, if, if you say, I have enough money to live on right now, and oftentimes the people you're giving it to might be in their working careers, perhaps, or they might just have money from their own investments or their own savings. So whoever you gave it to back then could take out the bare minimum and stretch that out and pay the tax, a bare minimum, little tiny sliver of tax stretched out over their life expectancy. Fantastic. In 2020, uh, the federal government, Congress said, now if you give it to a person you're not married to, uh, with very few exceptions, and there's some exceptions for children or if you give it to someone who has a disability, uh, but, but with very few exceptions, that, 
they have to pay all of the tax up front. All the tax gets accelerated into the first 10 years. Now, the cynical folks might say, wait a minute, Congress you know, can pull out the actuarial tables and see who's receiving these IRAs. And if you're giving it to your children who are yeah, 48 or 50 or 52 or 55, well, they are now heading into their highest earning years. And, but those earning years are going to end. So if they delay the tax until after retirement, they, go, they drop into a lower tax bracket, Congress gets less money. If now you force them to pay all this tax in their highest earning years, just kind of how the ages match up, they've already filled the lowest tax brackets with their earnings. Now you're sticking this tax on top. So it is a massive tax increase. And, and for anyone with a significant retirement account, if it's a very small retirement account, probably doesn't make a big difference tax-wise. A little bit, but not a lot. But for bigger retirement accounts, it's just magnified. Um, and, and the way you have to deal with that is through your estate planning now, that you can, if the financial advisor and the estate planning attorney talk to each other, uh, there are ways that you can reduce that tax to stretch it out. Instead of over 10 years, could you stretch it out over 20 years? Or, or even can you, can you, through the estate planning, stretch it back out over life expectancy again? And you can. But uh, again, it's on the list of goals. All right, 715-845-2155. We'll take a break, come back with more. If you have a question for Alan, give us a call here this morning. We'll be right back on WSAU. Now, this day, here's Chris Conley. The Great Chicago Fire was out, and there was a fortune to be made supplying the lumber to rebuild the city on this day, October 8th. The Drug Facts Label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the Drug Facts Label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash Drug Facts Label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. WSAU, Wausau, WSAU-FM, Rudolph, Stevens Point, Marshfield, Wisconsin Rapids, at 95.1 FM, W236CO, Wausau. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King. Didn't mean to play that one, but uh, we're having such a fine conversation in here, talking a little Edgar football from the Edgar grad. 21-14, Tom. We beat undefeated Auburndale. A lot of fine people in Auburndale. Don't get me wrong, but... Uh, so that was happening last night. If you want to check out the high school football scoreboard, by the way, just go to our website at WSAU.com. There were some big games last night around the area, and we've got all those scores for you Tom, on the website. Sometimes yep. I think the best part of the show is the commercial breaks. I mean, if we could record that and, and send that out as a podcast. That's... You, th- you think people would listen to that? <laughs> I think it might be almost as entertaining. Maybe. All right. Well, we've got only got, we've got a few minutes left here. If folks want to get a hold of you and ask a question, and we always said it doesn't have to be an estate planning question. Alan did go to law school, and that Any... means he... You're, you're qualified to answer any legal question, any right? Any burning legal question, you get the lawyer for free for okay. uh, for a few yeah. more minutes. No, I think, Tom, if someone's out there and they said, hey, I, I'm not quite sure what we drafted, but I know we drafted it, or I know that we had a good lawyer, or I know that there was a goal, you know, how do you deal with that? Or what if it was, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or, or maybe our goals change, or whatever it is. You know, I think what you do is just have it, somebody take a look at it. You know, just take a look at it, figure out what it is you have, it, it's worth the time. You know, it's the type of thing where you say, I, you know, it, it's not something that you probably have on the dinner table and you read all your estate planning documents from cover to cover, you know, every Friday night. But it is one where at some point you take a look at it just to make sure, just to make sure because, uh, you know, times change and, and the laws change. So frankly, do you want the people you give your retirement account uh, to to pay more tax or less tax when they receive it? Um, if you say, I don't care, don't worry about that one. Uh, you know, make sure if you're married, um, 
that if you want to reduce the capital gains tax for the surviving spouse, just make sure you have a marital property agreement drafted by a lawyer. That is one thing that, for better or worse, it, a lawyer's got to draft, uh, or realistically should. Uh, and you go through those things. You know, but it is, for the, for the protecting it part, and this is the one that obviously has, um, like you said, Tom, sometimes you just can't pick. You don't, you don't choose to have a health issue. You don't choose to have a disability or long-term care or nursing home care. I don't know anyone who's ever said, hey, I'm 50 years old and my goal 30 years from now is to uh, need nursing home care. But yet the, yet the, the, the populations in, in those facilities have a lot of residents. And, and can you protect your stuff? Yes. How much can you protect? Well, it depends on how soon you start. You can always do something. I always tell people, even if someone is in a facility right now, I always tell people, call us and, and we'll, we'll at least do the math for you just for free. Just here's what you could protect based on what you do right now. But, but if you had any inkling to do it ahead of time, then make sure what you have did that. Or, and it might be, sometimes it's just peace of mind. You know, what if someone says, well, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure this, this worked good. Then if you have someone take a look at it and they say, yeah, what you did back then, that is exactly what it did. You're covered. Well, now you've got peace of mind. Now you're good. Now don't even worry about it. But it's one where I think those are, that's the list of items. Um, and, and, you know, even, even for those folks where that's not a concern, sometimes you, you take a look at your kids were, you know, they were 11 back then and they're 33 now or they're married now or they have kids of their own or you find out how do they deal with finances. Um, we, we see, Tom, I know this is a shock, but, but the next generations um, sometimes have differing opinions on how finances should be handled. What is it? Uh, uh, there's, there's, you know, some T-shirt I saw somebody wearing that was. I'm gonna screw up the, uh, you know, the paraphrasing, but it was basically, you know, uh, someone who said on the T-shirt, "I'm torn between saving for the future versus uh, living for the moment." You know? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and that yeah. is a clearly. Uh, that is even more uh, uh, accentuated. Oh, there are some people by my age that are getting to that point now Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Know, yeah, and, and it is. Sometimes even in retirement, you say, well, hey, I can, I'm can. i going to go on more vacations in my 60s and 70s than I will in my 80s and 90s. So it, it doesn't end. you know. And, and I think that's another thing where, yeah, times change, people you give it to change, goals change, finances change, tax laws change, my gosh, the asset protection stuff, the long-term care, um, and the cost of all these things. You know, The long-term care has spiked so much. I think that's what's driven a lot of it. All right. Well, if folks want to get a hold of you on Monday, how can they do that? I'd say the easiest way, Tom is uh, uh, we have offices in, in Wausau and Rhinelander, uh, but really serve the whole state. The, uh, the easiest way, the phone number, the main phone number is area code 715-843-5001, 843-5001. Or on the internet, we have uh, the website is haugumlaw.com, H-O-U-G-U-M-L-A-W.com. Got the bios, all, all the attorneys in the firm and, and, and everybody else too. Well, you've got uh, you've got your uh, vest on. Are you going golfing today in the thirty-eight degree temperatures? You know, or? I would. I, w- I will golf when it's forty-two. If it's if it starts with a four, I'll golf, Tom. I <laughs> I really am fine with that. But uh, I'm a diehard. But uh, no, we have uh, an autism society outing uh, at uh, Marathon Park today. I think we're we're gonna be we're gonna be bowling with pumpkins in in like a, a lane framed by hay bales, Tom. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, the Autism Society is a fantastic organization. I had a guy who worked at a grocery store years ago and overnight shift when it was boring, they would uh, bowl with uh, liter bottles of soda (laughs) in the aisle with frozen turkeys. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right, well, we're out of time for today. Folks uh, can can get a hold of you at uh, howgumlaw.com. All right. That'd be perfect. Thanks for uh, joining us and pinch hitting from Earl again today. Thanks for Tom. Have a great weekend. We've got the news coming up. The polka shows are on the way. Badger football this afternoon. The Badgers taking on Northwestern, and the pregame show is all right here at 1230 on WSAU.